This episode of the Beauté Industry Podcast was brought to you by our Beauté Brunch networking events. Coming to you across the country, visiting Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Perth, Adelaide, Tasmania, and New Zealand in 2020. Hello and welcome to the Beauté Industry Podcast, your online support community for the professional beauty industry. I'm your host, founding director of Beauté Industry, Tamara Shaw. Here, we are closing the competitive gap and speaking your language. This is a platform created and dedicated to the professional beauty industry, valuing community over competition. We serve to help connect you with inspiration from industry experts, expand your knowledge through educational pieces, and bring you the latest in product and technology innovation. This is Beauté Industry. Hello and happy Monday, Beauté Industry community. I apologize for the slight delayed episode today. I've just come off the back of our Beauté Brunch Brisbane event yesterday and actually ended up with a bit of a migraine making me skip dinner as well as scheduling this episode, but I finally got around to it today for you, so I hope you enjoy. Today's guest is Jodie Watkins of Makeup by Jodie and Grafter Lash, which is a 100% Australian-owned and family-run original eyelash grafting extension supplier and training company. Through many years in the beauty industry, Jodie's entrepreneurial pathway has made her a recognizable face in the cosmetic realm and has also seen her work with some of the world's biggest brands on set for fashion shows and shoots such as New York and Paris Fashion Week and has also had her work featured in the pages of Vogue magazine. Renowned for airbrushing, Jodie was one of the first makeup artists to introduce the art of airbrushing to Australia after training in Hollywood and has since paved the way for many international looks here on our home soil. Jodie and I chat about how to tap into the international market today, what it's like working in New York and Paris Fashion Week, and also how to keep up with the demand without falling into overwhelm. Our audio was slightly choppy through some parts of the conversation, so you'll hear me bridge the gap when that does happen. I did think about re-recording with Jodie, but as you'll hear, Jodie is one busy lady and I wasn't sure when I was going to be able to get the chance to sit down with her and record again, but the conversation is incredible nonetheless. Here's Jodie and I for Beauté Industry. Jodie, welcome to the Beauté Industry podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on today and being my guest feature. I'm so excited to hear from you because there is so much happening in your life. We were just chatting offline about all of the different things that you've been doing. So I'm so excited to share that with our audience today. But I'd love to start at the very beginning of your career because you've done so much. I want to know where it all started for you, how you got into it and everything until now. (laughs) <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Um, wow. Oh, gosh, how it all started. Wow. Um, I had always loved beauty. I'd always loved beauty, makeup, uh, like a lot of young girls, um, just kind of thought that was that was the way it was. Um, and I had a, a great teacher in, in my mother who always taught me, being English, that she she was always taught me to look after my skin and moisturize from from a young age, like 12, 13. And I would say, why, why do I need to do this? What's the point of this? Mm-hmm. And you know, she was always like, you'll thank me later. 
Uh, and of course, it was much, much later that I, I realised, of course, she was right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I always liked beauty. Um, as, a, as a young person, I kind of went from job to job. I, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, I travelled a lot and then I came home and I had my I had my children. I was very fortunate that I met my husband very young. I was only 19 and uh, we got married and, and had started a family very early. And when I was at home with, with my two children, I, I it really hit me as to what do I want to do for the rest of my life? If I have to leave my children and go to work or put them into daycare or whatever it may be, if I have to leave these little people, it has to be worth it. And mm-hmm. that, it really hit me. And I didn't just want to jump from job to job retail, you know, or, you know, hospitality as, as you do when you're younger. And that's when I said, I'm going to do beauty. And, um, and I decided, you know, then and there in my early twenties and which was quite old, um, back in those days when I went, I decided then to go to beauty school and I was one of the oldest in the class at, I think I was 23, 24 and I was Mm. one of the oldest. So, uh, that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, went to, decided to go to, um, Gold Coast Training Academy here in, in Burley Heads on the Gold Coast, which was, uh, the most fabulous experience of my life. I made uh, great mm. friends who I still keep in touch with now, like 17 years later. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I had amazing mentors and trainers like Donna Campbell, you know, Suzette Barlin, Debbie Adderby, um, and they are still my, my great friends and I, I talk to them weekly. So, um, yeah, that was, that was the start. That was the start. I fell in love with beauty then. Amazing. It's interesting that you say, you know, there's so much pressure for us when we're leaving. Well, even when we're in high school, it's like that year 10, year 11, year 12, there's, you know, everybody pointing the finger at you and saying, what do you want to do when you grow up? And you've got to know, and you've got to choose all your modules and choose all your electives because that's going to pre-frame you for university or TAFE. And, you know, as you said, it's such a young age, that kind of 16, 17, 18 to put that much pressure on a human, on, on basically children still at that age and to say, okay, this is going to set your life up. So I like that you kind of didn't conform into that and you said hang on I don't quite know I'm going to go exploring yes well it is a lot of pressure you know and I admire I mean myself going into training years later and I'd have young students you know 16 and 17 years old and they had dreams of doing beauty or makeup or you know whatever it was in that industry and I I admired them for knowing so young I I used to say to them oh my gosh how did you know I didn't know it didn't hit me until my early 20s like good on you for knowing but I mean what can you do every personality is different some Mm. some I guess no some don't some I guess are still wondering in their 20s and 30s and and just I guess it hits everybody at a different a different time but it is a lot of pressure I mean how would you know and then if I knew beauty what what would I have chosen in in high school like what electives go with that you know (laughs) like really what is there that I could have done so that's so true (laughs) (laughs) and so tell me about them finishing up at beauty school what were your next steps from there 
So I had finished at beauty school. I went and got a job in, in retail in it, uh, which was really one of the main options when you'd finished beauty. You either went into a salon yes. or you went into retail. So I went into good old Meyer at Pacific Fair. I'm sure everybody here on the Gold Coast is going, oh, yes, yep. Back in the, uh, I like to call it the good old days of retail when um, before online shopping ever mm. was a thing and you know we'd have five six seven people deep at our counter trying to buy you know product or have their makeup done or skincare or, or whatever it was and it was really really retail back in its heyday you know very early 2000s and um, so I did that I did that for five years I worked for brands like Lancome, um, Laura Mercier, Bobby Brown, um, Estee Lauder used to work you know we kind of floated around counters back in those days and and I loved it I, I um I gained a lot of experience with different skins different ages and and you know of, of people and it was really great it was a great learning learning curve for me um doing those those retail um kind of days it was yeah. it was a great start you know we didn't have the meccas and the sephoras and you know <laughs> things like that of today so um you know, Maya and David Jones or, or into a beauty salon were, were your main options. So um, I, I did that for five or so years. And didn't that set you up? I mean, the, the cosmetic counters were like the powerhouses of sales and targets. And like if you went in straight into kind of that retail space, like you were like one of the hardcore people of the beauty industry. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And and as much as I, I didn't really enjoy it so much some days because I was like, oh, my goodness, these targets and budgets, it's killing me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, wow. I mean, and the it really, looking back, it was fantastic. And the training, I remember going to Brisbane once a month for a full day or day or two's training in skincare or makeup or the latest product, the latest technology, you know, free, all, all included, obviously, with, with the brand you worked for. And, I mean, that was just, oh, I mean, just invaluable. You, you just, mm. you, you know, you can't buy it. You've got to pay for all of that now. So, um, you know, that sort of training and, and just the knowledge and skills that they give you is, um, oh, it was, it was really, really a great start to have, you know, yeah, I think a lot of people look down when you say, oh, I was in retail, mm. you know, they go, oh, you know, but honestly, they're taught so well and yes, yeah, they're given a lot of opportunities. So Yeah, yeah, I actually worked um, for La Prairie for a and like that was hard work that's a $500 moisturizer oh you know and and isn't it insane the prices that they have but the the sales tips you get and the customer service knowledge and and how to communicate with people to an you know a $500 moisturizer standard um is a completely new world but I'm wondering then if working with those kind of brands like um you know your Laura Mercier and your Bobby Brown is that where your love for the kind of cosmetic and makeup side of the industry came into it look it did I'd always steered towards the face I I Mm. tried desperately to to love the body in beauty school and uh, my massage trainer and good friend today Debbie Adderby we still laugh about it and she often says, remember how terrible you were at massage? And I say, Aww. yeah, I say, yeah, I remember. Like, I just couldn't get it. We, we laughed in class. She said, Jodie, you're really bad at this. 
She said, I can see your heart's not in it. And I said, yes, I don't think I'm going to be a massage therapist after all. Um, I said, I really like the face and I really, um, I want to focus on, you know, makeup and skin and brows and lashes. And, you know, that was my really big, big um, kind of um, wake up, I guess. And I just, I really loved that. And it, and it never wavered, you know, we, of course, we had to do our manicures and our pedicures and, and my passion was, was not a hundred percent there It always, it was 90%, but it always wavered towards to the makeup and the face and, and yeah. And I guess it, when I went into retail on the, on the cosmetic counters, that just really proved it for me. Yeah. Incredible. And what was your step before, or maybe the linking step rather between what you were doing in Australia and then kind of that international exposure that you got being that cosmetic makeup artist. So I, while I was working on counter, I decided that I would start up my own um, makeup, um, I guess, name and brand and do freelancing um, and start, you know, doing your weddings and your formals and your special events and things like that. And I really heavily focused on that. Um, and, and I opened my own salon and, um, you know, we special specialized in bridal, um, kind of bridal packages. So we do the, the full, you know, spray tanning and the lashes and the brows and the makeup and facials and get brides prepared. That was, that was always the main focus. Um, Mm. and I, I love traveling. So I started attending makeup shows and, uh, you know, makeup exhibitions like worldwide, um, you know, I'd, I'd been to London and New York and LA, um, and I kind of just networked really, um, really hard over there. I, I sat in classes. I obviously attended a lot of education and wanted to learn what was going on over overseas. Um, and I always looked towards um, the USA. I, I saw them as being ahead of the game, and you know, mm. always wanting to kind of keep my skills. At, at the top level here in Australia, I felt like I needed to travel overseas to gain some kind of different different experience and different knowledge as such. So I attended a, uh, a beauty school, not a beauty school, makeup school called All About Face in Hollywood. And I went and did their week-long um, makeup boot camp. And uh, I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I that was oh, maybe 15 years ago now. And I Yeah, and I met friends that I still keep in touch with when I go over and and see them. So, yeah, it's a great community. It's it's such a nice. The beauty and makeup community is is so so wonderful. It can be can be wonderful. Yeah. And do you think that kind of I don't know if if extroverts the right word, but having that ability to put yourself out there. I mean, you know, you've you've got your kids at home, but still you're wanting to put yourself first and travel and experience all of these things and do the training and and sit in on the classes. Do you think that your kind of personality in terms of going up to people, saying hello, introducing yourself and and that networking aspect of it truly did help? Oh, a hundred percent. And and look, I wouldn't be able to have done that when my children were little and I didn't. That's mm. when my retail years were there and I knew that. I, I thought, okay, well, look, my children are young. I can't get out and travel so much. I'll network here in Australia. I'll, I'll do the Sydney and the Melbournes and, you know, I'll do all the expos and that sort of thing and get out here in Australia. But while my children were very young, you, you can't obviously go overseas all the time and do all that networking. So I did have to wait until they were you know, 12, 13, 14 and, and, you know, 
able to kind of um, get that little bit of freedom as, as, a, as a parent that we, we kind of gain in those years. And it absolutely helped. If I had stayed here in Australia and, and not networked overseas, there's no way I would be doing what I'm doing today. It just you can't just sit here and wait for it to come to you. You have to. Mm. You have to go out and get it. It's there's no option. You don't have a choice if you really want it. Yeah, I, I think nowadays, you know, we've got labels for everything, and that kind of mum guilt is a really big label. And and perhaps a lot of social media has come into that because you know we're seeing mums who have lost all of their weight in you know ridiculous amounts of time. Yeah. Um, did you ever feel, or maybe you didn't know because there wasn't a particular name to it, but did you ever feel that guilt of you know leaving? And and if so, how did you overcome that? Um, absolutely, I did. I I actually didn't leave. I used to take my children with me, and oh. I had a very supportive husband who has been amazing our entire life together and career, and has always supported me. And he's like, "Okay, that's what you got to do, right? Well, we'll pack up, we'll all go." So, uh, oh. my children have been travelling since they were four or five years old, so they are very very lucky. So I. I don't feel that I had that mum guilt because I, we I just would drag them around with me. <laughs> and when I went and did the week-long boot camp in LA, you know, my husband, they went to, you know, Disneyland and, you know, all did all the tourist Fantastic. things. Yeah, so we've been, you know, very, very, uh, I wouldn't say fortunate because you have to, obviously we worked really hard and, and saved all that money yeah. to do that. But, yeah, no, we all, we do very much go uh, most places as a family and, yeah. Fantastic. And so was there ever a moment where, you know, somebody perhaps, you know, gave you that step up or gave you that one connection, that one phone call, that one, you know, meet and greet that really made it all happen for you? I mean, it's not every makeup artist that gets to go and work on New York Fashion Week, which we'll get into. But do you know what I mean? Was there any one moment where you thought, oh, actually, this could be it? Oh, gosh, look. I've had so many one moments, I think, um, you know, and so many different areas. Like I said, I love the beauty. I love the makeup. You know, my one moment for education and training was meeting, you know, and attending, um, you know, beauty school and meeting people like Donna at Campbell, mm. like I said, and Debbie and Suzette Barlin, you know, just icons in the industry. And I was like, I want to be an educator like you girls. I want to to have my own beauty school and and that was a big you know kind of wake up moment for me and then um that was the beauty side and then the makeup side I I guess I went to to LA one year with it with a with my family and and a girlfriend um Melissa who's a great success down in Canberra these days she's got her own salon down there um we went to the makeup show in LA I think it was 2011 when I look back um, and we met a, a man there called James Vincent. Now he was this larger than life, giant, bald, tattooed, scary, spiky <laughs> looking man. And I was like, wow, who's that? You know, what, what's his story? You know, all these people were following him around. And so anyway, I, I pushed into the crowd and, you know, stood there and listened and watched and learned and, I, I stayed after and I introduced myself and I said that I'd, you know, I'd come from Australia and I loved his makeup and his story and he was very inspiring and, you know, how how appreciative I was to be at a makeup show in LA and, you know, thank you for the for the knowledge. 
and um, we kept in touch. And um, little did I know at the time that he had been doing fashion and, and directing fashion shows and fashion weeks around the world for, for 20 years. I, I had no idea. I didn't know who he was. Um, and that was a very big moment for me. That was uh, meeting him is, is definitely what led me into Fashion Week for sure. Amazing. And so let's talk about Fashion Week then. Is it all photo shoots on sidewalks and runways all day, every day, like it looks like on social media? Absolutely. A hundred percent it is. It's uh, New York has always been, um, I think when I became a makeup artist for real, when I felt like I was a real makeup artist and I was freelancing and I was getting paid for jobs and, you know, people would say to me, where do you want to go? What's your goal? What's your dream? And I said, I want to go to New York Fashion Week. That is my ultimate goal. I just want to get to New York Fashion Week and then that's I can die. I'll be happy. I'm good. And <laughs> um, anyway, so I, I always had loved New York. I'd visited as a tourist and, and fallen in love with the place. But um, when James did invite me over for my first Fashion Week, I, I thought, okay, well, what do I expect? I don't know what's, what is it really mm. like what you're saying. Anyway, it is. It absolutely is. You're walking towards a show. Uh, they're doing Gucci shoots in the street. Um, you know, they've got fashion shows. They block off streets. I remember last year Alexander McQueen had the whole street blocked off down Soho and did his show in the wow. street. Um, yeah, it is. It's exactly, exactly like that. Yeah, absolutely. Insane. What does that feel like? I mean, you're standing there, you're from Australia, you're like, this is my bucket list dream and, you know, there's a runway in the middle of New York Fashion Week. Like, is that just <laughs> surreal? You're just looking at yourself floating from above? Yeah, yeah absolutely, 100%. It is It is a, a pinch yourself moment and, um, yeah, it, it was, it's amazing. You, Yeah, everything that you'd hoped for and you you thought it would be and, and it is and, yeah, absolutely, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's still... Yeah, it's still you look and think, oh, I'm so lucky. This is such an opportunity. And, yeah, it absolutely is a, a bucket list. And um, and it's great to know that it's achievable. You know, that's what I, I love to let people know. And, you know, I do so much education and training these days. And I say to my students, you know, if you, if you have that dream and you work hard enough and, you know, it won't happen in a year, it might, if you're lucky. But, you know, it's 10 years, it's, it's 15 years mm. of hard work. It's not. You know, it, it doesn't come easy, but um, it, it can come, you know. Yeah, I guess it with the social media nowadays, everything looks like an overnight success, you know, and as you've said, it might take 10 years, it might take your whole career before you get there, but to never stop dreaming and, and you know, I guess there's so much hard work along the way. Is there times that you've just kind of thought this makeup industry is not for me I'm just exhausted it's it's overwhelming doing all of these faces and there's and the time constraints did you ever have that moment um yeah I I I do I had them a few times <laughs> where, um <laughs> you know you come home you're exhausted and you know everybody else or your friends are kind of doing the nine to five job and they have their weekends free and you know, I'm out working six, seven days a week and there's no set hours, you know, you can do a 4am, you know, wedding set up or, or photo shoot and, you know, especially fashion week, you know, you can finish at midnight and then you've got to be back there again at six the next morning. And yeah, it absolutely, sometimes you do think, wow, this is really hard. Is it worth it? You know, should I try something else? But 
I always ask myself the one question. I always say this. If someone said to me, Mm. you can do any job in the world, any amount of money, whatever you want, what would you do? What would it be? And it's still for me, the answer is always exactly the same. It's always makeup and beauty, always. Amazing. And I guess that really comes back to, you know, knowing your purpose and knowing why you're doing what you're doing. And you really had the fortunate time of having your kids and when they were little, kind of figuring that out. And and as you said, you know, if I'm going to leave my kids, which is a really big deal and pay for them to go into daycare or, you know, whatever that looks like, like, what do I actually want to spend my time doing? And I absolutely adore that. Yeah, I think it's a great question for people to ask you know especially mums out there or dads or you know you've got two mums two dads ask you know I always say and I say it to my kids what what do you want to do what is your dream if I gave you a suitcase full of cash to be able to go and do whatever you want to do what is it you know what is worth Mm. leaving your friends behind missing your family you know I have almost zero social life my friends listening are going to laugh at this because I haven't seen them for months you know (laughs) and you have to ask yourself what is worth that you know Mm -hmm. you have to love what you do every day and and I mean it's not easy and we've all had those jobs that we don't like you know I you know we've worked in the supermarkets when we're in school and we've worked with people that we don't like but ultimately long term what is it that you want to do and what's worth you know, leaving your family for and and your friends and your social life. And I think everybody should ask themselves that. And and we probably have a lot happier, happier people around us, I think. Mm. You mentioned there that you do a lot of training and education. Do you feel like the, the makeup artists or the therapists that are coming through now have unrealistic expectations of how fast they can achieve a dream or, you know, that they can be doing anything because there's YouTube and there's Instagram and everyone's a makeup artist <laughs> these days? Yes. Oh, so unbelievable. I think it's just, oh, it's so funny, you know, you might go out for a dinner or a barbecue or something and everyone you meet you know they're all makeup artists or they're all beauty therapists you're like wow <laughs> the market's flooded right now what's going on yes um, but I do I I do look don't get me wrong you can be that one lucky person on Instagram or YouTube and be an overnight yeah. success like they they're out there but I I can't tell you how many times I, I go into a class and and they ask me about Fashion Week and they say, Jody, how do we get there? Mm. Tell me how to get there. And I say, 15 years of hard work. Good on you. Backside <laughs> off. I said, there's no secret. I said, there is no secret. They all say, can I come with you, Jody? Can I carry your bags? No, no, you can work really hard for 10 to 15 years and then you might be able to, you know, get there. Like it's, there's no shortcut community this is one of those choppy audio parts where for some unknown reason the audio didn't work. Jody mentions here how busy life is on set and the fact that perhaps if she did in fact have these incredible opportunities present to her in life any younger then maybe she may not have been ready for the experience at all. I'll let Jody fill in the rest. But if that had have come to me in my early 20s when my career had only just started I don't think I would have coped very well, to be honest. Like, I don't think I would have coped with the yelling, the people um, leaning over each other, bumping you while you're doing, 
you know, makeup, they're also doing hair and they're pulling at it. They're also trying to do nails and paint them without bumping ah. into you. So a lot is going <laughs> on and they're yelling, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, run through 10 minutes. I, as a young new makeup artist, don't think I would have handled the pressure well at all. So mm. I'm a big believer that things come to you when you're ready. Going to Fashion Week in my 30s, mid-30s now, five years, yeah, mid to late 30s, I I ha- can cope with pressure uh, so much better. I can I can look at anybody's face. I can look at anybody's skin tone and, and match it and work with it. Could I have done that in the start of my career? Absolutely not. Mm. So I, I think be patient. I think that's the biggest thing. Young people today, I love their passion and their drive and I think that's amazing when they know what they want, but be patient. Everybody is in such a hurry to get there. Things work out when they're supposed to. I, I believe that anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. And I want to ask you then about Grafter Lash. When and how did that come into the picture? Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So um, I was trained by the owner of Grafter Lash. Um, I was actually teaching at the Gold Coast Training Academy and the owner of the brand came in and spoke to all the trainers and said, you know, this was 15 18 years ago and she said this is the new latest trend in beauty who wants to learn it and everybody kind of went oh wow that looks really hard um (laughs) and (laughs) anyway she started telling me about you know profits and how this was the latest and greatest and you know you had to be on top of it and well for me you know being having a bit of an ego I was like oh gosh I've got to be on top I have to know this I'll, I'll have to do it so I, I learnt the eyelash extensions from her um, and it was slow. It was a slow start. Um, eyelash extensions back, you know, 16, 17 years ago, it was just starting mm. out. It was a real struggle. But we ran the workshops at the college. You know, we did the weekend workshops and I offered it to my clients. I did a lot of brides with lashes and it was a slow progression. Uh, and then probably about five years ago um eyelash extensions started to come into the the beauty training package and it was there as an elective uh and the owner called me up who I'd kept in touch with over the years uh and she called me up and she said Jodie all of the trainers are going to need training in eyelashes and you're the only person that I know liked it and and did it and they're still doing it and you know is in education would you be interested in going to all the schools around Australia and training the trainers and yeah and I was like oh wow hang on a minute okay this is big um and I thought yeah you know what it took me a couple of days to think about it and the eyelash industry had such a bad reputation um Mm. and I thought this is a way I can help kind of clean it up if I can get to the trainers and then they're then passing this on to the students you know in five years time all of those terrible lash artists or self-taught you know in the backyard you know they can kind of be banished (laughs) so I I took on the job um and started traveling uh, around Australia and New Zealand and went to uh you know all the schools all the private academies hair academies makeup beauty and trained the trainers and um I think the first year we trained over 2,000 people Um, yeah it was huge absolutely massive because nobody had the skill and they needed to then start teaching it so it was a mad Mm. panic um and there's not a lot of of lash artists 
that have all of the certification behind them. So, you know, your training certificates and your diplomas and things like that. So um, I, I was in demand, which was fantastic. You know, obviously it's great. So, um, so then I started doing that and then uh, almost two years ago now, so she had the brand Grafter Lash, obviously. It was a family-run business here on the Gold Coast for about 16, 17 years. And uh, 18 months ago, she said to me, we were going along great. I was training, I was traveling, I was doing makeup, doing lashes and beauty. Another sneaky audio dropout here where Jodie mentioned the time where the original founder of Grafter Lash turned to her and announced her retirement. So, so, so sad, but I mean, she's 70. Okay. She's got to, you know, retire sometimes. And I said, oh, wow. Okay. Well, you know, what's going to happen? Are you going to sell the business? Are you going to close? Like, what are you going to do? What, what, what am I going to do? And um, she said, well, there's only one answer, really. There's only one option. And I said, well, what's that? She said, well, you should take over. And yes. yeah, right. I mean, no brainer really, but I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do for, you know, what am I going to do for a job? Well, one of the others, but you know, uh, and she said, well, you should take over, obviously. I mean, you know, this business better than anybody else. And I went home to my husband, wild ideas that I go home with. He was like, well, why not? I guess <laughs> <laughs> you know it, you know what you're doing. So like, why not? Let's do it. So, um, yeah, cut a long story short, I took over the company 18, 18 months ago and, um, and am now running that with my family. So I have my daughter in the office full time. Um, I have my niece um, work for us part time and then I'm in the office and uh, running classes here on the Gold Coast as much as possible while still traveling and, and still training and, and getting around to all the schools and, and academies across the country so it's fantastic it's lashes are crazy it's great (laughs) lashes have really had a massive boom haven't they and and how lucky are you to you know put your hand up say yes to every opportunity and jump on the bandwagon before the lash boom I mean that's incredible (laughs) I mean on if you had have told me when when Trish taught me lashes, like I said, 15, 16, 17 years ago when she started the company. If she had have told me that one day you would own this company, I would have died laughing. Like there's no <laughs> way. I, Like I said, I always love the face, um, but I just, yeah, the opportunities. Oh, like, say, like you say, say yes to everything and you never know where you're going to end up. It's it's crazy to think that, yeah, now now we have a lash company and, you know, still doing the makeup thing and and beauty and education and making it all into one because it really is all one big game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to ask you, I mean, between training and owning a business and being an internationally recognised makeup artist, what does a normal day, if there is one, look like for you? (laughs) Um, uh, Well, pick a normal day at home. That's super boring. Get up early, go (laughs) get your breakfast (laughs) and come to the office and, you know, plan for the rest of the month. But um, on a crazy day, it's usually up at five, on a plane, seven, picking up cars, driving to a a beauty school, doing training all day, whether it be makeup, lashes, beauty, whatever it is, Um, you know, eating supermarket food 7-eleven <laughs> food at eight nine o'clock at night when you finish and you know doing it again the next day then racing home and trying to get into the office for a few hours to answer emails and you know catch up with everybody here and um 
then get home for a couple of hours sleep and yeah it's it's pretty crazy but <laughs> you know what else am I going to do like I'm not the sit down and you know read a book sort of person I'm yeah it's what else am I going to do? I, I would much rather be busy and running than uh, sitting around doing nothing, put it that way. Yes. And, and you know what? I resonate with that so much because I have had, you know, I'm not going to say similar roles to you, but similar roles in the aspect of traveling and being in a different state every day and looking after multiple people, multiple businesses. And people say to me, oh my gosh, do you ever get tired and you're so busy but I guess like when you're kind of at that level and you've been doing it for so long and when I say level it's like crazy busy running off adrenaline level you know (laughs) not a level of success or money or anything (laughs) like that but it's like it's like we've always just done what we've always done so to me you know a normal day where I'm sitting at home doing the grocery shopping I'm like is this it there's got to be more (laughs) (laughs) oh you're so funny you sound so much like me and you know what I just saw you in Sydney I mean we were there for beauty expo last month now and it's so funny because I ducked out for like an hour to grab a coffee and I saw you on the water with the Ellie Lucas team and I was saying to my daughter Brooklyn I was with her at the time and I said there's Tamara over there we must say hello you know like we'll catch her later you know you had a microphone in your hand and you were running around crazy and we went into the show and then that night we had the awards night for the ABS and, and yes. I saw you across the room again and it was a quick wave and I mean yeah your life is just as crazy as ours you know we got up the next morning and flew back to the coast and into the office and you know and then I think I was on a plane to New York the next day and it just it was it's just crazy but you love it and um Mm. and you know and it's definitely you have to do it because you love it as well because it's definitely you you know you can't do this for the money because um you know as I'm sure you know like probably you know 50% 50% of makeup artists don't get paid for, for a lot of their time. So, yeah. you know, there's so many free jobs. Um, so we definitely don't do it for the money. It's absolutely for the love and the passion. And um, I love it for the community, you know, running into friends, old friends and new friends and, you know, seeing your, yourself and, and people like you at events and catching up and it's quick and everybody's crazy and, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's so much fun. I mean, what else would you want to do I mean I don't I don't I don't know I know I know and I think that too like in our industry we are so so fortunate because there's really I mean unless you go into logistics or unless you go into I don't know something but there's really no like nine to five sit down at a desk drink your coffee same time every day go for a smoke like there's it's such a different industry you're always up you're always out and and that's what just continues to inspire me. And now so that there are so many different pathways and, and different career walks that you can go down. I mean, even for myself, like creating a community and being a founder of this and now doing a little bit of, you know, content and PR and talent supply, it's like you create your own role. Like for anyone who's listening, kind of going through beauty school perhaps, like your role might not even exist what you think you want to do. So you just have to constantly like dream bigger and challenge yourself to think outside the square. Oh, a hundred percent. I Like you say, your role that you think you, you, you might want to do may not even be there, make it happen. Mm. You know, I, among the main things that we've discussed, you know, I've been wrecking on the road for a makeup company. I, 
which I, I did not like at all, a lot of time alone in your car, which um, you know, <laughs> I don't do well alone. But, <laughs> uh, you know, there's so many other things, you know, you can write for magazines. I used to write articles for Gold Coast magazine on makeup tips and things like that. And, you know, there's so many things that um, in beauty that you just, yeah, you don't even know are out there. It's not just you know, either a salon or a, or a day spa or a retail counter anymore. It's There is so much to be, be had. And I think it takes a certain kind of personality probably like ours that loves that go, 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 loves that creativity, is not the sit down nine to five type person. Um, mm. You have to. You have to have a, t- a type of personality to be in hair, makeup, beauty. It's, it's all one and it's all very much a, a high energy industry and um it either suits you or it doesn't i mean you know each of their own but yeah absolutely create a role now look at these wonderful things you're doing with the communities and the podcasts like that's so fantastic reaching out and talking to people which we do on a daily basis just amongst Mm. ourselves so to be able to you know sit down and record it and share it with other people i mean i would have loved that when i was starting out i would have loved to listen to experts and and get their views and opinions and ideas it's yeah really great oh thank you that means a lot um I'm wondering we're talking about success and you've done so many things uh ticked off loads of bucket list items that people can only kind of dream of I'm not even a makeup artist just but to be in fashion week you know <laughs> uh, would just be phenomenal and you still would love it you could list. paint nails you would love <laughs> yes. that yes <laughs> um what is next on your to-do list do you have a five-year projection where you've got some big things in the plans like what does that look like oh gosh so many crazy ideas you just you'll laugh at me but um yeah lots and lots of stuff a lot more training um training academies on the cards uh, a lot of international travel and uh distribution and and plans overseas as well and um and yeah my personal ultimate kind of goal now um like I said once I I obviously did New York Fashion Week I was like yay that's it life made it's so funny how you go oh no hang on a minute maybe Mm. I'd like so now it's Paris Fashion Week so I'm putting it out there Paris Fashion Week is next on the list and um that's that's the the personal goal for myself um but as as the business and and as a as a um you know brand owner, it's definitely more education, 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 education. It's I mean yes we have products and and we sell products, but um for me it's always been about education and, and helping people do things the the right way and the best way and and staying at the forefront and education for me in all areas beauty makeup lashes whatever it is it's education is definitely I think um why I'm here it's it's yeah bigger than just a personal thing it's getting out to all all of the industry and making it better making everybody a little bit more aware I suppose and more accountable yeah, absolutely. I'm um, a big advocate. I always talk about education and knowledge on this podcast because it is just the most incredible thing that levels up, you know, your your knowledge and your offering. You're cutting in and out. Oh, okay, you're back. I'm back. Oh, sorry. I lost you for about 30 seconds. <laughs> ah, I was just saying, um, you know, I'm a massive, massive advocate 
advocate rather on this podcast for knowledge and education and just leveling up your skill set and being able to provide that to your clients and, and to people and your colleagues around you. So I so appreciate you as an educator, um, you know, leveling up our therapists out there. Oh, thank you. And likewise, you're doing a fabulous job as well. And um, I think we need a lot more appreciation for our industry and our community and really come together and, um, you know, really make it a really nice, welcoming um, community for everybody to be able to come and chat and and discuss and and learn and grow together. Incredible. Joni, thank you so much for featuring on the Beauty Industry Podcast. It has been a wild ride with lots of lady love. I'm loving this. (laughs) (laughs) There needs to be more. You got me on a good day though. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Thank you, Tamara. Okay, I don't know about you, but Paris Fashion Week just got added to my bucket list. What an incredible career Jody has had thus far. And as you can imagine from hearing Jody, what an exciting time to watch her grow over the next few years it will be. I loved the completely different approach Jodi has taken to the traditional beauty career in really making it her own and creating a life that she wants to live. My biggest takeaway from the conversation was if you had a suitcase full of cash to start any career pathway, what would that look like? And really big dreams came into my mind when I thought about that and I hope they did yours too. If you've loved Jodie's energy and you want to see more, you can follow her across all of the social media platforms at Jodi Watkins Beauty and at Graftalash for more education and knowledge, but too to see all of the juicy behind the scenes action from the international fashion shows. Of course, if you have the same love for us as you did, Jodie, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified every time we drop an episode and follow all of the goodness across all of the socials at Beauty Industry and myself at Tamara Shaw Reed. Thank you again for your support. As always, until next time, stay connected.